Good evening, geeks and gamers, and welcome to the Mythicast, podcast sponsored by Mythico Studios right here in downtown Randolph, across the street from Succasunna, New Jersey. Yeah. I'm Father Time, your host. And with me, as always, my good buddy, co-host, and friend, the tip of the spear, Lord Mortis. Father Time, I'm afraid I screwed up. Uh-oh. And uh, I just I started the record halfway through your music. Oh my so god! It's going to be a little abrupt. People just have to get used to it. Uh, and knowing that we never do things over, we're not going to. We're going to love with it. No, we're just, it's just like going in the opposite direction, making a U-turn. Like I never go to a Dunkin' Donuts or something if it's on the other side of the road because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it requires mm-hmm. going in the opposite direction. My in, wife doesn't get that. New Jersey's the worst place. It's to the do worst that. place to yeah. do that. And, and I'm like, look, I'm not going to. I'm just not going to do this. And mm-hmm. she's like, I don't understand. What are you going to? You want coffee, right? And I'm like, no. I just we can get it. There 10 will miles be another one road, <laughs> in the right side of the road. Anyway, who do we have with us today? Well, Such is old news, man. I know. He's here for the news. It's the third time, yeah. He's That's a regular. amazing. He made it three in a row. Three in a row. I don't think anyone else has made it three in a row. And I got to tell you, the other guys are steaming. They're are they? so jealous. They should be. <laughs> but I don't see them lining up to show up on time like yeah. Such, even though he showed up too late, late today. It was late, I know. Dri- driving through that Route 10 traffic is never fun. It's pretty so bad, it's right? Coming up, it's, from, it's getting uh, rough. Well, yeah. I got doubly unlucky because you know at the at the light you have to make a U turn. A giant semi truck was in front of me, so to make the left, and he was making the left, so I had to wait for two revolutions of the light. Oh, <laughs> so I hate that, that was the worst. I hate that. <laughs> not good. Not good. All right. Well, that's not news. So um, <laughs> you're only allowed to get involved when the news starts. That's what Father Time said. I'm just being harsh. <laughs> Yeah, right. I did say that. Yeah. It's true. So All right. Said. So, so what are we doing today? What are we talking about? Because this is well. Um, first, we're going to have the news with Such, yes. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yes, yes, and then we're going to talk about stuff like scenarios. Uh, scenarios. We're yes. going to do scenarios. Yes. And I've been working on my Incas list. Have you? I'm actually excited. Well, we got all the Incas now, and um, yeah, it's, I think it's kind of cool. They're beautiful models, man. So um, I've been working on a bunch of archers. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Like, that's awesome. Spam archers, and I'm oh, supposed to be play testing next week, right? And and uh, and Brian's sh- uh, showing off Kamazots. Oh yeah, dude, that model is unbelievable. And I'll be, uh, um, I think I'll be bringing the Maris. So, You'll be wanting the Maris, bringing, bringing the Maris. The Maris oh, yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, it'll be good. But we're we're te- play testing Taino next week. Yeah. Yep. I'm ready. Yeah. I got my test list in the car. Whoa. Oh, do you? Oh, oh did yeah. you Did you uh, break the list? Did I break it yet? Yeah. I didn't get a but chance. But that's what you're supposed to do, break the time. list. I know. I'm, I'm going to. You're going to break it? I'm going to break it. And Brian's going to get angry. Oh, okay. Natural well, order of things. Well, we'll be, maybe that's well. what I should do. That's a good <laughs> exercise to, like, you know, for this weekend to just sit around and like break the Taino list. For playtesting, that's what you guys you know, you want, are uh, looking true. for. I want somebody to break the Taino. Yeah. But that's what Bring I'm the Inca on. list that's going to pin those. Oh, uh, make them cry. Percent. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll, I'll work in the well, Incas instead. You're supposed to play Taino this time. I'm supposed to play Taino versus Brian. For, well, and he's supposed to play Taino as well. That's how. That's what happened last time. You guys discussed he and I. For some reason, you bozos think that we're the best strategic oh, you're the best. players. You're the <laughs> so you're we're so like, strategic. I don't think so. But yeah, so you want us to play? <laughs> you're probably. Uh, Picking the two most stubborn players to uh, play Tusty's list. Part of that is why you're good. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I think I wasn't supposed to be playing no, Taino. You were I, supposed to be Taino, and he's bringing Maya. 
Oh, is that what that's, it is? That's what okay, fine. Doing. Then I'll work on my tiny note list. Yeah. Because I've been sitting around screwing around with the uh, that's Incas. That's okay. That's all right. I'm excited, man. I got all these Incas sitting on the on the work table. But it's very cool to start having these models flowing in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's awesome. And so. take a little production control ourselves to yes. make it happen. No, it's good. And then um, uh, you guys saw the new, I guess, 1.2 rule book? Mm-hmm. Looks mm-hmm. good, right? Mm-hmm. All those battle yeah. scenes are freaking fantastic. I posted oh, like I three those. of them. I love those. Yeah, I love the the, the mist kind of flowing in, the backdrops yeah. all in there. They're gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. that one picture that had the uh, condor riders. Yeah, that's my the, favorite that's one. That's such love a that good image. picture. Very, yeah, very so. atmospheric. Yeah. I'm really enjoying that that sense of like they feel like they're in their element. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That was Paul Sawyer all the way, man. He um he did a props. really nice job. Yeah, no, he did a great job on those. I actually just can't wait for him for production. Yeah. But we did... We did get the Satchem today on the War Eagle. I know. Those are going to be shipping out now. I have one stuffed in my bag. I know. There's a bunch of people. Who, there's like at least, I, there's a bunch of people who are waiting for them. So um, tomorrow they start shipping out, which is awesome. Um, yeah, so it's exciting times. Uh, I guess we should do the news. Well, is that don't next? Don't we have other important things like dieting and exercise? I mean, those are all. <laughs> Our diet don't, and ex- don't laugh at us, Sooch. <laughs> this is an important part of the podcast. People care. Yeah, People they care. do care. Well, because, you know, they want us to stick around for a little longer than this. You know, we're like 95 years old. (laughs) So um, timeless, sir. I have been working out. Well, I could tell. Yeah, I'm so sexy. Uh, (laughs) I lost a few pounds when I cut my hair. But other than that, man, I've I've been every day going out for walks. Good. Me too. Me too. It's just like um, it's hot as blazes, though, man. It is. And for some reason, I swear, it's like a tyrannid invasion. Every time you walk, like. I walk straight out of my house, two steps out, and it's like bugs. Is that is that like the first time where I'm just getting older and more That's annoyed? The way it is. That's the way it is. We were on Patriots Path last weekend, and it was just unbelievable. Buggy. Yeah, buggy it's just like, everywhere. Did you late last night? Did you get a tornado warning on your yeah, phone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got that. I was like freaking out for a minute. I was like, "What's going on here?" Yeah, no, just like the week before, we got a tornado warning, and like the skies were green, and I'm going, "Okay, this is this is like that movie Twister. Mm. Oh, we're yeah, all screwed." And then there's a hurricane this weekend. Oh, yeah, really? well, there's, that's part of what we're dealing with right now. Hurricane Henri. Really? Yeah, that's his name. Is it's going to hit New England. How do you say it with an accent? No, Isn't that French? It's French. Oh, Henri. <laughs> no, much better. Much yeah, better. I know a little French. Do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, um, speaking of bugs, have you been getting invaded by spotter and lantern fries? Dude. They're unbelievable. We went out to dinner last night, and they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's you know what it made me think though. There's a couple of them. Like my wife's like, kill it, kill it. I'm constantly killing these bugs, right? Because you can catch them. Well, that's what I was going to say. Oof. So some of them, I, I, I actually, I, I must look like a crazy person. Because <laughs> people at the restaurant, it's an outdoor eating kind of situation. They're probably looking at me like this guy's drunk. He hasn't gotten here yet. But if you try to step on one. They like jump, right? Mm-hmm. And so a few of them, for some reason, I can step on. Them. So my wife's like, "They're just dead. You're too slow. You're too fat. There's no way you you can get them, right?" <laughs> but I, you know, the other ones, they you just can't get them. They like jump straight up. Well, you know, they're not really moths, right? No, they're, what are they? They're actually, you know, like when you're mowing your lawn, those little jumpy things, the little green things. That oh yeah, jump, that's exactly what they are. Only they're giant sizes, so they they I don't know they fly really slow, but they yeah. jump and they're fast and they come up on my deck and then I have like this. So I that, go after them with a fly swatter, right? You got to go with the fly swatter and aim in the direction they're going to jump, 
You can tag them pretty good. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Well, that, that would make me look crazier if I'm walking around with a fly sweater on the way <laughs> to the restaurant. But, you know, my the new house, the uh, the backyard, There's uh, we counted them, 22 ash trees that have to come down. Wow. 11 of them are already dead. They oh, kill them oh. in a year. And I thought it was the bugs that killed them, but it's not. It's the um, it's the woodpeckers. Oh, well, I think the woodpeckers are going after the... Um, the larvae? Yeah, the... Um, what the hell are they? The uh, emerald, emerald ash borers. It's crazy. It's That's an apocalypse, it man. And I'm I've took, I, we took three giant ones out of my front yard. It was... My wife cried. It was such a traumatic experience. And as I'm hacking them up in the back, because I saved a lot of them for firewood... Yeah. The bark would just fall off, and you could yeah. see the trails. You'll yeah, see yeah, this, just that. trails every Unbelievable. inch of where these... You uh, see, like, pinholes, and then you see the... the another fine import from China. So it's the lanternfly. Unbelievable, yeah. yeah. So it's a zebra mollusk, or whatever it was, that's on the... <laughs> I mean, it's like everywhere I go, some Chinese import yeah. that's killing me. And the ash trees, you cut them down, they're terrible firewood. No, they, the, no, they're not. They're good. The firewood disintegrates. If you have a ton of it, yeah. not, it's, there's no point. You can ashwood is some of the. If it's um, rotten, then it's no good. Ashwood is the, some of the only wood that you don't even have to uh, age. Yeah, you, it's hard wood. Yeah, it's a hard you wood. Just throw it right into the the, the uh, fireplace. Anyway, that's old man knowledge right there. <laughs> Jeez, we're we're just spewing it. Man. So all you young people, listen up. Going to learn something. But Suchi, you learn something today when you have your own. Well, you have your own house, right? Because that's kind of your love have, nest. Uh, <laughs> you get the fireplace going and all the cavassier. I've got, I've got He's something. He's wearing a silk uh, robe. I don't know what it is, but it's, it's something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to Barry locks. White. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> up and up hey, and down baby. with his locks. So, uh, so that's the news of the environment. And, and yeah, so, yeah, you, yeah. Did, are you exercising? You look uh, good. I'm doing about what you're doing. I'm trying to watch what I eat. Yeah, uh, you know it's like it's I, I swear my wife wants me to just die. She, <laughs> well, you know, like I'm, I don't want don't bring chips in the house, don't bring the yeah. the ice cream because I'm just I can't stop myself. Right. You know, I have no I have no uh, I have no, no willpower, no willpower whatsoever. No, and I, then uh, I keep finding it. She I know, keeps sneaking it in. But you know, it's true that on the average, wives outlast the men. Mm-hmm. Smart. Mm-hmm. Put you in the grave. That's what I've heard. That's what my Robin's uh, uncle. That's what he said to me before he dropped dead of a massive heart attack. He literally, it was like one of those where he's just talking to you, and he's like, "Hey, you know the poop hits oh. the ground." There's like somebody cut this this oak tree, and it just sort of <laughs> fell. Cut mid sentence. Poor thing died as many years ago. But that's what he said to me because she'll put you in the grave. Trust me, that's what they all do. I don't know about that, you know? I'm telling you, it's just um, mm. it's old-fashioned advice from an old-fashioned guy, Dutch guy, big guy, 6'4". Well, that's, that's why he went down somewhere Oof. early. Yeah, yeah, good guy, though. Um, Suj, you've learned a lot of things already. All right. About marriage. <laughs> He's all ready to go. Look at him. He's lining up. Lantern flies. <laughs> all exact. Firewood. Which aren't flies at all, right? Yeah. Lantern I, I, flies. I, I, just, I, I had flies. a new development just this morning. I, yes, I yes. I was doing exercise. I got stung by a bee. Oh, that could have killed you, Suge. <laughs> no, I was all right. I just walked it off. It's better than eaten by a bear. <laughs> it's better last... than eaten by a bear. Yeah. Yeah. Can't walk that off. <laughs> <laughs> Were you messing around with like a honeybee nest no, or something I was like that? Walking, walking down the road, I was finishing my walk, coming up the, uh, there's like a big path that goes back up to the house. And I just feel like like a pain in the back of my legs right here. And uh, yeah, that, that's, that's what happened. And there's a bee. Hmm. I, know what, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't insult that bee. Yeah. I didn't you challenge probably, that bee. Well, it was probably know. a yellow jacket, and then you go walking or jogging? 
I was kind of like speed walking. Kind of so like I'm going to give you wait, 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 wait. <laughs> speed walking. Yeah, yeah, speed I got walking. this visual of Masuch <laughs> speed walking. Power walking. I love it. Yes. Uh, yes. Swinging his arms wide. Yes. <laughs> uh, you just stepped on their nest. That's all it was. I didn't see it. They, I in the, they it. nest in the ground. Oh, okay. There's That's no true. way you can see it. So you step by and they're like, what the hell are you doing here? And then they sting yeah. you. That's Oof. pretty, that simple. So it just, hurt. wherever that was, just don't do it again. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to. I had that happen mind. to me two years ago. Now I was mowing and I mowed over their nest and they chased Ooh, my ass down, dude. And yeah. they stung me six times on my head. Oh, jeez. And um, did your head swell up? No, <laughs> it's already swollen <laughs> as big as it can get. And, <laughs> and my wife, that would have killed me. And I'm like, yeah, but I, I, all I got up there is fat. So it's not going <laughs> to, you know, poisons aren't going to get anywhere. So, Suits, you have a lot of news. You're all excited. You're jumpy, actually. Got news. There's, there's been quite a bit of news this week. All right. Start okay, prioritize. Off with, start off with the first one, the one that's the hottest. Cool. Uh, Games Workshop. Oh, releases. we're back to no, the evil know. empire. Is that the only news that I we know. get? Yeah, you got to start Workshop. off with, I mean, how uh, could you not? I know. They're the biggest fair. players. Biggest players. Yeah. But uh, okay. something interesting and new, they're bringing back the Black Templars Codex. The last time, if you remember, the Black Templars had an actual army book uh, was 4th edition. Mm, they had that little really? soft cover. Yeah, yeah. Because 5th edition onwards, they got rolled into the um, Space Marine book. Yeah, the core mm. Space Marine book. I think the, the fi- in 5th ed, the 4th ed Ultramarines. one was still playable. But. You mean the Ultramarines book? The Ultramarines book, yeah. Oh, uh, no. They got, because there used to be an Ultramarines book, a White Scar book. Uh, the Space Wolves always get a book, yes. right? Yeah. They've had that for a long time, since 3rd. No, since 2nd Imperial edition. Fists get a book. Yep. They Salamanders go. get a book. Supplements, right. though, not there's supplements, yeah, right. supplements. But uh, apparently, Black Templars are getting their own codex, and there's a redo that they've already shown of the Emperor's Champion model. The guy with the big, oh, I love big that sword. model. That's mo- that's I remember buying that model at Games uh, Games Day way back when. Yeah, I love that model. Yeah, so it's looking pretty good. Oh, don't tell me it's going to be a Primaris. Yes, yeah, <laughs> Primaris is the only thing that exists now. Oh, <laughs> you know what? Uh, you mentioned this the other day, and I'm telling you, I'm going to play. If I ever play that, the Pew Pew game is going to be the 30K version. Yes, Horse Heresy. Because yeah. then I can use my regular Space Marines. What the hell happened to them? They're gone out of 40K. I mean, they're still technically playable units. They still have rules, but they're kind of like legacy rules at this point. And yeah, but they're in the Codex, been, aren't they? They're in the Codex, yes. But they basically just copy and paste their stat line over every edition now. And a lot of Space Marine units, the old the Firstborn, they call them now, were relegated to the Legends format, which is kind of like their, we're putting this to bed format. Ah, like, forget it. I'm not doing that. I'm telling you, dude, I got 10,000 regular size Space Marines. You I'm got right. the Imperial fisted. I got, no, that's what happened. <laughs> that I did. Ben, the Bendova, <laughs> the planet of Bendova, and take it, and you'll like it. <laughs> Same with me. Uh, all, all my chaos. I'm not doing it. I'm not, I refuse to. Yeah, Primaris are the, the new game in town, the only game in town now, pretty yeah. much. And uh, ah. every kind of new model that comes out is going to be Primaris. Hey, listen, I know people love 40K, and that's great. You go play with your Primaris <laughs> Space Marines, but I'm playing with the short dudes. That's how I learn how to play, and that's the only game that I know, and so I'm playing 30K. Yeah, so Horus Heresy still has support for all the old you know, power-armored guys, the Firstborn, and a whole bunch of other cool stuff. And right? maybe that's why they did it. Let's give GW some props. Maybe they actually thought about people like you and I Father Time, and they said, you know what? They have all these models. They're cranky. They're angry all the time. Mm-hmm. Let's give them a reason to like dust off those models and play games. Is that what you think they did? Yeah, I'm sure. That's I'm pretty sure. They, yeah. <laughs> they were thinking about us, <laughs> the gamer. Uh, so that's big news if you're a Primaris fan. Yeah, and then I'm interested to see what rules are in the Black Templars Codex. 
Hmm. As you know, we've just gotten the Thousand Suns and the Grey Knights, and those whoa, are whoa, whoa, real whoa, whoa. right now. Whoa. The Thousand Suns just came out. That's yeah. going to interest you, but they don't have Primary Space Marines. No, they're still normal. They're still nice. normal Space that Marines. That means yeah. my whole army Your still whole army works. is good, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're still the, the chaos. Oh, i got to go buy that. Yeah, it's a good book, actually. The Great Knights came out, too. Great Knights came out. Now, they don't still... have Primaris Space Marines. No, they don't have Primaris See? either. All the, all the fancy Space Marines that they'd have to, like, re-sculpt from the ground up are still normal. Huh. <laughs> oh, do you think they'll ever have the um, the Legion of the Dead, the Damned? The Legion of the Damned. Um, maybe. Who knows? It's hard to say at this point. Every so often, GW, like, dips their hand into, like, the, the pot of nostalgia and pulls Mostly out they nice dip their hands us. into my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Both <laughs> hands. It's possible. It'd be cool to see them as... Like a little a nostalgia <laughs> release, like they did some of the old Rogue Trader monsters a long time ago for that Blackstone Fortress board game, which I think is out of print now. Is it bad? Wait, does it mean that you're really, really getting old when you start picking up the old like Warhammer Fantasy rule book? And I'm, I was looking at the Bretonian book and the Vampire Lord, weeping, and, and I you know, like I remember like that with not just nostalgia, but like a lot of really good memories yeah. with that game. This it feels like. Um, it's just gonna sound weird, but I think GW is now so polished. Like it just—I mean, it's like a big. I know it's a big gaming company, but it just feels like some kind of video game company. Like mm. it's just everything. And I know. Look, we write our own game and we publish our own game. And I'm—I'm I'm actually trying to make. You know, I think we're all trying to make the game feel more like a gamer's game. You know, mm-hmm. like, and, and that's not out of necessity because I suppose we can throw a bunch of money and buy, hire a bunch of illustrators and you know make everything look like just every other rule book out there, but. I just feel like um, like they've lost the the fan base feeling of the game was created by fans. Now it just and I, look, I'm not knocking it because they're doing. I mean, the game is doing really well. Mm-hmm. It's actually, I think, the better set of rules, and people love it. But it just feels so shiny and polished. Does that make sense? Maybe not. I'm just whining. I'm old. I mean, I th- no, I think you're you're right in a way. I, I think their visual styles have drastically changed. The, the whole entire layouts of their books, you used to get those like heavy ink drawings. A lot of that old 80s, 90s, like heavy metal look. And that's completely gone from their it's, uh, art, pronounced art style. Heavy metal. Hey. No, I was talking about like heavy metal magazine. Oh, yeah. Like, my oh, favorite magazine. Yeah, yeah I love awesome. that. They drew inspiration heavily Den, from right? that stuff. Wasn't, yeah. yeah. wasn't that the, the one guy, yeah. Den? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan Blanchett. The yes, illustrator. John Blanche. John yes. Blanche. Yes. Yeah, right. He's that, I mean, those... Such, you must have been like four I, when you were reading Heavy Metal. That well, was yeah, a that was, you I, know, I found out about time it ago. after the fact. Yeah, obviously, all that stuff was long gone. Here you go, little... Such, have a Heavy Metal. Just let a mobile over. <laughs> the, uh, the crib was <laughs> all like... These Nurgle. boobies are purple. <laughs> well, I had some of the old Warhammer Oh, that one's got books. six boobies. All this Lameshdi Manettes. Yeah, oh yeah, you never see any of that stuff. That was yeah. the only way you were getting boobies at that age, weren't well, you? Well, a lot of their old models used to have nudity and stuff on them. Yeah, That's I know. Long gone, it was, long there was, uh, I, I thought that was kind of cool. But they cleaned everything up, and everything is very, um, very video game like yes. stuff now. But, but mm. again, Unlike the reasoning really from, is because yeah, you're yeah. going for mass appeal now over I get it. a niche kind of it's game. It's a business, audience. I get it. Yeah. But I just, you know, I just, I, I, you know what? I have the advantage of being able to. I've been collecting this crap for so many years that I can go back and look at some of the old books. You know, there. I actually because I moved, I picked up and I um, one of the old books that where the uh, it was like how to make scenery, oh, and yeah, they were making a wizard's that. tower out of paper towel rolls. <laughs> and I go and it looked great. And I was like, I, that's that's how I learned the hobby. No, like now that. you buy the wizard's uh, towel. Now already to, done. Yeah. Cost you hundred bucks, one hundred twenty five bucks. Yeah, and you can't play with anything else in a tournament other than that wizard's yeah. tower. I mean, it's like you know, so I get it, but it's a little too much. 
So yeah. I, uh, uh, I mean, anyway, um, I am uh, drooling on my soup here. <laughs> no, I, I think yeah, I think you bring up a good point. And then again, I collected a lot of that older stuff, but like way after the fact. I don't have the history that you have with. You probably bought it when it was new. Um, what I are you saying I'm old? <laughs> See that? <laughs> I bought a lot of the um, old kind of Rogue Trader '90s eras books. You know, when I was in college or a little bit before that. But they definitely had a charm and a feeling that I think is not really around anymore, for better or for worse. Yeah, I got rid of so much stuff when I when I moved. Did uh, you? you know, I just you know what, dude? Anything that wasn't paperback. Like when they started releasing all of the, like there was a, a year where they re-released the Space Marine Codex. Like I, it felt like within a few months of, mm-hmm. of when you first bought the book, and I'm like, all that crap out. Like, what do I want this for? Yeah, you know. I mean, there maybe there's somebody out there who collects every Space Marine Codex, but all the old ones I kept because that's the stuff that reminds me of like yeah. the good times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the new ones, I'm just, it's just a bunch of Primera Space Marines. Yeah, it, it, times have changed. I get it. The models got bigger and the battlefield got smaller. I hope 30k doesn't change in that way. I hope that they no, don't. we'll see. I mean, uh, November is supposedly the relaunch of that game. I'm very interested to see what they do with it. It's and from what I've heard, again, this is all rumors. It's going to be some kind of ground up rebuild, which I welcome because Seventh uh, Edition. While I don't know, some people prefer it to the current game, Ninth Edition. I, I kind of prefer it to that. Um, is very janky. Still has a lot of things that could be worked out in some aspects. Yeah. So well, I've been playing. Um, Bolt action with the boys up in Mawa. Really? Really like it. Hmm. It's a good, good game. I mean, oh. I know it's always been a good game, and I know you have your issues and don't bring oh, up. I like it overall, though. It's fine. I mean, every single game system, I don't think there's any game system I would ever say is perfect, but Bolt Action is definitely up there in my top five in a game that I play fairly regularly. Yeah, it's great. So I've been playing up in Mawa. Next Tuesday, I get to play. And I'm wait, 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 wait. Yeah. What's your top five? My top five. Hmm. Oh, that's a good question. Nice That's job. a good nice one. Job. It's going to probably be mostly stuff I'm, I'm currently messing with, but Is I would say... little furries? No, don't, Are don't, little yeah, furries the little furry creatures in the woods? Don't do that. <laughs> no, 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 not board games. Top five. Top five war gaming rules. You, they sent you to Love Island. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Back to Love you're Island. One, yes, you're, we were discussing the merits of Love Island. <laughs> so they sent Masucci to Love Island, <laughs> and uh, the women don't care about any of the other men, just Masucci. Oh, well, maybe but. instead, the, the women, the, the game systems, the representative, the oh, women representative oh, game system. Oh, that's Boom. the kind of island yeah. you would love. See, I'm thinking about <laughs> being sent to Love Island. He wants to be sent <laughs> to an island. island. Just play game, game island. island. <laughs> All right, so you get sent to Game Island, and... Um, and you have to make sweet lovings to one of those games. And you just, right, it's the top, top game. This is the one you're going to commit to. Pick number right one. What's right, number, number one, one? honestly. You're going to start with number one? I would start with oh, number five. Go, five. go with five. five. You can't count backwards like that. Yeah, we can. We that's can do right. it. That's rough. Number I five. Think it might be Gamma Wolves. Which what? Is an indie game. It's the one I play with all the Gundam models that are in the store. He does case. play it a lot. I all right, game four. What's game four? Wait, wait, wait. So that. Okay. Game four. Game four. You don't talk about that. Gaslands. I knew that was coming. Man. He loves the indie. I, I like the indie I stuff. Know. You yeah. should see how many people like that stuff too. So I, uh, I believe it. Shout out to uh, Andrew McKay down in Mawa. He built that whole the Mario track. Up in Have Mawa. You seen that? Up in Mawa. Yes, yes. But that looks amazing. Right. I can't wait to mess with that. Okay. All right. Good. All right. So far. That's four. This is an island right, that I'm right, going to wave right. by. Next one. All right. We'll yeah. get into the mainstream the stuff. The I know, it doesn't we'll have to be mainstream, mainstream but it's got to be something that, you know, it's like I want to spend the rest of my life playing with Matchbox cars. Crying out loud. Battletech. Oh, I know you guys have man. some kind of weird vendetta against oh, that I game. grew up with Battletech. It was just a <laughs> Battletech was just a chunk of metal. The robots were all the same size, and they got sued by somebody because they got they in get, trouble. They got sued by Harmony Gold. And then it went away. And then it sort of like it's like oh, 
I lose my mind when I see Battletech re-releases, and we carry it, and people love it, but I can't follow it. I don't. It's like it's new now. It's different now. Yeah. Uh, it's that easier. Old game it's is, easier. Is it's easier. Yeah, is it's, it's, all plastic models now? Yeah, that's what they're oh, doing. That's they're cool. Pushing it all on Kickstarter. That's that's. All right, that's I'll give you props crazy. for Battletech. At least it's a real game. Those other games are like, <laughs> okay, what next? Uh, Drop Zone Commander. I don't even remember that one. That's a that's a mainstream game, not an indie one. That was by Hawk War Games, and then they went out of business. Unbelievable. So it's, it's literally going to be you and this island alone, and, you know, because the other <laughs> well, two I'd, guys who play that game <laughs> are nowhere near this island. I, I think if I was on any island, it would probably be alone. <laughs> uh, oh, so sad. <laughs> we have sad music. Oh, All right. So um, number one. Ready? Uh, right oh, wait, now, wait, wait, wait. Drum roll. Go ahead. Number one. In the Suge Game Love Island. Uh, conflict. Conflict 47. Oh, good choice. Good choice. <laughs> Good choice. I like that one. Is, I like that is. game. And, and even though, you know, there's things I like about the system, there's things I don't like about the system, it's so open that I can make my own scenarios and twist it around mm. and kind of mess with that stuff. Also, I want to give a shout out to this one random thing about that system I really love. Yeah. And I've seen it done in other systems and really poorly. Conflict has an awesome night fight rule set. No. Oh. Like for fighting in the dark. It is so awesome. How do you see the models? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you ruined everything. <laughs> Oh, that's an obvious question, isn't it? I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> All right, you've seen in other games. Uh, he did tee it up for you. It was, oh, it's kind of weird to play in the dark. Softball like that. on that. Well, one. you know, if you're by yourself in an island, it's got to be dark. <laughs> and it's most dark. Of the time. <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna play a game, you're gonna play it in the dark. Oh, I know a game he's playing. But yeah. like old 40k <laughs> and in a couple of other games, I've tried to see do like you know pitch battles at night, the night fight things. It's often like very clunky, and you don't really get the feel that like you know the guys are fighting with low visibility. Conflict has a really cool system. And it's not even in bolt action. They printed it in one of the conflict supplement books. And basically, you have some rules for reduced movement, uh, or reduced vision, I should say. But they have an entire chart. And what your guys do... I know. You listen. You listen. Uh, we're we're going to learn something. Designer. Because we're going to do Mythic America's in the dark. Yeah, <laughs> in the dark, yeah. Okay. Oh. So, with the order dice, when yes, you do yes. actions with the order dice, such yes. as advancing, running, firing your weapons, or if your models are vehicles, things like that, that would actually make more noise, you start, start to accrue what's called vision tokens, or flash tokens when you fire your weapons. And then when your enemy goes to see you, try to see if they can see you in the dark, all of those um, vision tokens and things that you've accrued count towards their buff to when they go to see you, right? So the more noise and the more presence a unit makes on the battlefield, the easier it is for mm. other units it's to see It's a good mechanic. It. Who wrote this book? Oh, God. A whole bunch of people. There was a Clockwork Goblin is the company. Okay. Yeah. And Alessio Cavatore wrote the bolt action rules, right? Uh, I believe with Rick Priestley as well. Yeah. Rick Priestley had some input. Hmm. Cool. So that's your favorite game, huh? Yeah, right Of now. all games, that's your favorite game. Yeah, I would say it's the one I get the most mileage out of i create a lot of cool scenarios and stuff oh, I cool. all the conventions have been you know kind of on the down low because of covid but i have a convention game that i have written up for that we did it at NJCon. you gonna do a historicon yeah i'll do the historicon yeah, yeah. i have to log all that stuff down there you can't do that. it at historicon you're doing mythic america said historicon I'll, I'll do whatever you want oh nice <laughs> see that but I have the big 3D printed robot. Have you seen it? The big giant one. And uh, the two teams have to capture little objectives and then they control the robot. It's interesting that there was all that. Um, that in uh, Dust 1947 was the other yes. kind of post-World War II. Mm. Turtle Dove. What was this night? What's the, the Harry Turtle something? Uh, um, Paolo Parente was the guy. Who no, this. no. The writer. The author who wrote all those novels. Oh, the novels. I'm not sure. Mm, okay. Well, there's not a single new original idea under the sun so um there's a bunch of novels about post-world war ii mm. 
uh, that are worth picking up if you like that. Alternate history, pretty much? Yep. Yeah. They're awesome. I love that stuff. There's it's like, fun. There, he's up to like 13. Oof, oh, wow. we'll to, yeah, they're, they're actually quite good. I picked them up in payback, and you know I cannot remember the guy's name. I realize that I'm going to see now. Yeah. I'm constantly forgetting stuff. And I think I told my wife, uh, or I think she's actually just messing with my head, because I'll tell her I'd, something that I know I've told her. And she's like, no, you never told me that. I'm like, and then she will insist. And then, of course, it turns into like, you know, a fight, the final battle for, to end all battles. Mm-hmm. And then I walk away going, God, did I forget to tell her? Because <laughs> I, you know, she's so, she's so much smarter than me. So I'm like, it's got to be me. I know I forgot. So you know, don't worry, you'll get there. Crap your pants, <laughs> forget stuff. It's the way it is. But yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of fun stuff you can do with that. And bolt action, I kind of wrap those into the same game, really, yeah. Because they are on the same base rule set. And I tell people, and it's a great people, way to get people like into conflict and into the entire kind of bolt action sphere. Is if you have a bolt action army and you want to play around with conflict, like just put your units down on the table, and they work in the exact same way. Conflict has a couple extra rules to layer on top, but. You can play your full bolt action force against my conflict force, and it'll work. That's cool. Well, you know, with uh, regards to bolt action, we do have some news. I think we might have mentioned this before, but I don't know if we if we did or not. Because as I mentioned before, <laughs> I'm forgetting what the hell I'm saying. Just uh, not that long ago, bolt action. We're going to be hosting the nationals next year. Oh wow! That's yeah, awesome. yeah. So um, um, we're in the, on the hunt for a venue, but uh, yeah, we'll be uh, Mythico Studios will be hosting the nationals. And then uh, we're going to be sponsoring our, our boy from uh, from the UK, from Scotland, uh, dear Paul Walker, his uh, his event in Scotland in the spring. Remember, that's what we mm-hmm. talked about going oh, yeah, up there yeah, to play yeah. some golf. Uh, it's a team championship. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, we're getting heavy into so bolt we, action. So are we going to have a triumph around this? Yes, we're going to have a triumph around, uh, around bolt action, and that's mm-hmm. going to be the Nationals. Oh, great. Because the new format for triumph. Uh, as of right now, because of COVID and all the other nonsense going on in the universe, is um, is a triumph per event, so that we can have you know sixty to hundred people per event, and it's just much more manageable than to try to sneak in seven hundred people because mm. that's a number that you know uh, you never know. The state it's can too say, risky right now, yeah, yeah, it's just and then you then you run the risk of having these. So instead of having one giant convention, we're having four uh, large conventions. That makes sense. And further speaking of bolt action and conflict, I'm running a demo this Saturday at noon. Oh, where? Uh, right here, right in this. Is location. it bolt action and conflict, or both? I will do whatever people want. I, I have my conflict stuff with me. If people want to learn the bolt action rule set, I'll run them through that. If they want to run through the conflict one, I'll run them through that. It's up on the calendar, and John has it up there. Okay, you know the good thing about the, the uh, bolt action is um, so we're familiar with lots of the mechanics because of Mythic America. So. Yep. You know, the pin mark. It really is the pin in the order dice mechanics. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can recite that whole rule set in my sleep at this point. Yeah, that's <laughs> crazy. So much. Um, all right, what news? What other news do other we have? news. All right, last one I have to top it off. I've recently played a new release from Fantasy Flight that was really cool. To kind of tie it back into board games. Descent, the new Descent. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Really interesting. We have it here at the store. Nice looking okay. box set, yeah. Great looking box set. Models inside, amazing. Yeah. Full plastic models and dynamic poses. You get a handful of them. You get some boss creatures yeah. to fight. It's I thought like about this. picking that up, but never going to play it. They're snap fit, too. You don't have to glue them, because I know a lot of people out there don't want to put together, uh, you know. You played it? I played it, yep. We played through an entire adventure, and it took about two and a half to three hours. Hmm. That was our play time. It kind of plays like a little D&D module. And um, you use an iPad along with the board game because you run an app that's based okay, off I'm like done. Unity that's build. That's it. That's it. That's it. See, that killed it for me. <laughs> right there. I'm done. I, I, I went to go parking. I went down the shore and I had an old man fit. I went down to Spring Lake 
and then we drove up to Belmar. If you're not familiar with the Jersey Shore, it's the coolest beach on freaking earth. So we went to Belmar to eat, right? And I go, okay, great, great restaurant overlooking. Trying to see how this fits, but well, I'm going to tell you, <laughs> Belmar is nice. I've been there. It's um, and so I pull up to park, and there's a bunch of like tags on the on the parking spots, and it says you got to pay with this app. <laughs> And I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, you used to be able to like put your money into a machine, and that you know, it's it, it. That was it. You put a little sticker on your car, right? A little piece of paper. Yeah. And the cop is walking by, and I'm like, hey, officer, uh, do I need to download an app to pay for the parking? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, what? I mean, what if I'm? I, I, it's this is ridiculous. And he's like, yeah, everybody's complaining, especially the old guys. And I'm like, son of a gun. <laughs> so I said, well, okay. So now I got to play a game, and I got to download an app. To you know, play this game. You know Maybe. they do that in Sparta now, too? There's a, the country club parking lot to pay there. You have to get an app now. I don't know. I've never <laughs> been invited to the Sparta country club. Mm. It's pretty... It's a nice place. Oh, they won't let me in there. Yeah. 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 So, okay. issues there. Mr. Martinez, <laughs> you're <laughs> not invited to. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you stories about that. Real life stories. All right, but so... anyway, the app... You, it looks not, beautiful. Not I want to hear more about the game. It is a Game. So basically, you download an app onto yes, your yes. iPad, and the app kind of acts like the Dungeon Master, right? The, the adventure is fully professionally narrated. You have little dialogue, and for you know, so added it's cooperative. Player, it's cooperative, yeah. But we had four players. Usually start with that, you know. Yeah. Co-op. Well, it's a board game. You play co-op. You never play by yourself. Board games know. are not usually cooperative. Mr. Well, you could Masucci. play them against each other. Yes. Yeah. But then when I say it's a D and D campaign. I understand. Play D and D campaign okay. against each other. Let's not so we split had, hairs. <laughs> we had four players, and for some added flair, when our little characters' dialogue came up on the iPad, we did some voices. You know, try to get into the role playing uh, of of everything. Uh, to be a fly on the wall there. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, oh, yeah, boy. it was fun. <laughs> we also bought. This was this was down. Were you pretending while. to be the three other people? No, I was. I was the mage character, and uh, Kenny was the paladin lady. And yeah, that makes Bill sense. was the dragon, the dragon Bill Bauer? guy. Bill Bauer was there. He was the dragonborn. He's and fun. Bill's girlfriend was the um, the thief. I think it was. Mm. Yeah. And we ran through a whole campaign, uh, one one full mission. They all kind of linked to each other. You only get a little mm-hmm. piece of the story mm-hmm. through each campaign. Got to be young and have this kind of time. Good lord, <laughs> I'd be asleep. Yes, was it past ten o'clock at night? Because I'm no, uh, no. It was after the auction, so we got done. Uh, only six, one person six, has to download the app. Only one person has to download the app. Yep, yep. everything is tracked through there, so you don't have to even track with dice. When you take damage or fight enemies or whatever, it's all done through the app. You drag little icons around. You do the math on there. We should do a different podcast. Just you know, games Masuch likes to play. <laughs> we we. Because we have to jump into Mythic America. Yeah, that's okay. what I'm saying. I, so, welcome to cut me off at any time. Are we done with Suit? We're done. We're done. Oh, okay, we should keep No, I mean here. in general. I mean, <laughs> do we really need this news? I, I mean, it was yeah. fun the first time, but now I it's know. like, oh my God, it lasts a half hour. I know. I know. And it's, it's all bad. GW. It's all, well, no, this one, this one wasn't GW. <laughs> no, we talked about a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Only because I asked you your top five games. And well, we got to keep them around here for scenarios because you know how freaking sharp he is on the scenarios. And so, Such, before we get into scenarios, because that's really why we're here, uh, 35 minutes into this podcast, we're finally going to talk about our own damn game. So, um, we are talking scenarios today, but we had an idea, uh, which you should shoot out to the, to the four or five listeners that we have that to contribute. Remember the ideas? Yes, I remember. What's the idea? The idea is to have people basically pitch scenarios to us for the chance of winning the grand prize. Which is? Us using your scenario. Oh, and and giving you credit you for that scenario. Bre- we should shoot it this like like amazing. one of those old nineties like like promotions that would play in between the cartoons where they're like win the grand prize. That's a good idea. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. 
Play on that Since nostalgia. we're talking about nostalgia, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Play on that nostalgia. So you want people to write scenarios yes. for Mythic Americas. Yep. So the, I guess, base requirements would be the game. And if we be, pick them, we send them one of the collector sets. Yeah, that'd be that'd be excellent. I, the kind it's $300 of $300 box set. Things to know would be that the game is played on a 6x4 table. Um, wait, 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 if they don't know the things on how to even play the game, they're never going to write a scenario. They're not going to write a scenario. They're going to so, write a Conflict at, 47 scenario. Some people are good about writing scenarios for, for things in general. Really? You know, we kind of put some footprints out there, you know? Say, hey, There's like three other people like you. One is in Japan, <laughs> and the other one's in Korea. And then we have you. Well, do you know, do you know them? Tell them to call me. No, I... <laughs> I need to connect. You know, I need some other people. They are funny enough, they look exactly like you. I think they're clones. <laughs> uh, so, wait a minute. Uh, don't you think that they should know how to play the game? Or do you think somebody can just, out of the blue, write a scenario for Mythic Americas? I think that game design, especially for wargaming scenarios, they kind of share common DNA throughout multiple systems, whether you're playing an epic scale, where you're playing a 28 mil scale. I don't know. You're generally going off of three main kind of spheres, right? Attack, defense, neutral objective capture, and then some kind of annihilation mission, right? So kill enemies, capture neutral objectives, or try to attempt to capture controlled objectives. That's that's accurate, isn't it? Is that correct? That's kind of the main umbrella. I'd like to think that we could expand upon that. but Those are the foundations. I'm not saying those are the only things. You build off of those, right? So, for instance, even our current scenarios, we have variations of those three foundations, right? And then we input the creative knowledge to build off of them. Mm. Mm. Smart guy. Philosophy all of a sudden on on more gaming missions. Uh, Can you tell me those again? Because I wasn't listening. So it's annihilation. Annihilation. Neutral objective capture. So that's just killing the other Just killing each other based off kill points, neutral objective capture. We don't have that. We don't have that. Do we have a straight up kill point scenario? No, we don't. Because we have secondary scenarios. Well, yes, we always have secondary scenarios. But Fog of War is a kill point. I guess it's our base. Yeah, okay. It's yeah. just a, okay. They usually, these are the base missions. Neutral objectives, right? Yeah. We have a whole bunch of those, and even yeah, including definitely. the hunt where you have to interact with the objective yeah. to capture it. And then a type of attack defense scenario. So, our liberators and captives missions actually mix it together neutral objectives and attack defense yeah. because you have controlled okay. objectives and then a neutral one. Cabasuits, you are so smart. <laughs> Um, is, this, is this all you think about? All the time, uh, obviously. Yeah, this is kind of my whole well, life. <laughs> wow. Uh, it's impressive, though. You know what? Some people, I, I mean, I it's think impressive. when they are casting for Love Island next year. Yeah. You are it, man. Dude, you got to send in a tape. Yeah, yeah. I'll send in a tape. I'll just be talking a bunch of nonsense. Nobody yeah. understands. <laughs> There's some woman out there who's going to love it. I think it, they can fly me. me fly me out to the UK. And you're going to be in the dark anyway, so she can't see you. So oh, you're yeah, fine. Yeah. Well, but, that'd be preferable. That'd probably be in the contract. Like, we can't put your face on TV. Oh, come on. You're a good-looking <laughs> kid. Come on, Suge. All right, so let's go through this again. So you want people to write scenarios. Yes. And you want these scenarios... Uh, to be good enough to for everybody to play test, and then the winner gets put into the the next the upcoming rule book. Yep. Um, and then they're going to get a collector set edition. Yes. Um, and they'll get credit in the book for writing that scenario. Yeah. I like Such answering as if he's in control. Of oh yes, <laughs> yes, yes. yes. So three hundred dollar uh, collector get, set. Yeah. And, and they get my caddy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Sure. That's yeah, nice. And, oh, we'll put them in the book. Yeah. And, and well, I'm, uh, saying, I'm saying used cars are hot right now. If they want to pay me more than I paid I for that know. caddy, they can have it. Uh, you should sell it. <laughs> I'm not going to sell it. I need a car. Well, you buy something cheaper, man. You drive around in a sixty thousand dollar car. I, I want the car. It's my car. God, this guy's doing well for himself too. It's games. You, you don't I, think there's a lot know, of money? I know it's wild. So, well, all right, scenarios. So we do have we we do need new scenarios, right? Because we're gonna are we adding new scenarios to the Warband like Selector yes, book? Yeah? Absolutely, we want to, so, and and part of that is based on the fact that what we are finding mm-hmm. 
So we have our six base scenarios that we put with the original rule set. And that, along with the secondary objectives, was something that people really, really like. Yeah. I mean, they really like yeah, it. Yeah, we hear because about it Because it separates it, separates it from every other game that just is kind of flat kill point yep. objectives. Agreed. Um, but what we're finding as we are building more and more factions is that the uh, the scenarios themselves become a tad unbalanced. Some factions have advantage. Yes. And we need to find ways to um, kind of pull it back to center, I guess. Yeah, there are some factions. And so that's one of the secrets of playtesting, isn't it? That you have to, you just don't play, you don't just play test your units. You have to play test the scenarios that mm -hmm. you're asking the units to play under, right? Mm -hmm. um, so there are some of the factions that, that have, you know, an advantage. I haven't seen one that has like multiple advantages well, in a scenario. You know, last week we said, oh, we should make a chart that yeah, has all the, the scenarios yep. and all of the factions. And I started thinking about that. And, you know, it's not easy. It's not like, easy, no. It's like if you were to talk about uh, the hunt, right? So the hunt is a diagonal deployment. Mm. You've got three spawning points. You've got these, uh, what do we call them? These, the spirit beasts. The spirit beasts that are that are coming up every turn. A new spirit beast is going to be generated, and what mm -hmm. you have to do is kill one to score a point per turn. Yep. You know, max five, six points, and stop your opponent from killing them. Um. So who has the advantage? Right? Does does the Aztec army have the advantage because they're a horde army? Well, yes, at face value, mm -hmm. yes, they do. Does the Taino army have an advantage because they're a really, really horde army? Well, yes, they do. Mm -hmm. But then you say, well, then then the Mayans must not have an advantage, right? Because because they don't. They're an elite army, well, right? But but remember, I don't know. Yeah, no, I I think they would have a tougher climb. <laughs> If they're facing a horde army with with that particular scenario, but that's the beauty of the system because it has the secondary scenarios, yes, which in essence are almost as important and allow you to if you're struggling, you don't have to nail the primary scenario all the time in this game anyway, because if you're smart about your secondary scenarios and and accomplishing those, you can catch up and maybe even end up winning the game but but my point is. I'm not so sure the Mayans are on as much of a back foot as... Oh, as I agree. I, because I agree. They, they, one, they can touch one of the spirit beasts and they'd kill it, unless you're Camazots. Yeah. And the... Um, yes, thank you for reminding And me. they can touch the other units that they're going yes. against. Yep. Say it's a Taino. Yeah, I agree. And, and they'd kill them. So, you know, I'm not so sure it's it's as black and white as, as we think when we were talking about that. Yeah, and, you know, I was uh, we were playing that game... It was in, uh, two weeks ago that uh, Brian, Brian, who is a very, very good player, Timmerman. Uh, well, so is Heinemann. They're all good players. But uh, Timmerman and I were playing that game. And it really was very, very close. Um, and I think in the end, he would have pulled, he was playing Taino. I think in the end, he, in the end, he would have won the game by uh, just about a point, right? Mm. Um, but it was what I was actually enjoying about the game was that because it had the primaries and it had the secondaries, I never felt like I was out of the game. Mm. And um, and I was inflicting an enormous amount of punishment on on his um, on his Saino, but he was playing his secondary objectives, you know, very smartly. So he was hanging in there no matter how much death was being <laughs> inflicted on these guys. Um, and it really made me excited about writing more scenarios. Mm -hmm. I realized these this is 
that the scenario writing is probably I think the most fun because you're seeing the it's it's yes it's about your war band but it really is about do you know how to build a list that can adapt to the conditions that may be presented because in our game these are half of the scenarios are random mm-hmm. you know the secondary ones are right. random so there's a lot of randomness that you you, you well and that also makes the play testing really really difficult <laughs> it does it does but, make but the play testing tough these are it is not easy to come up with a good simple you mm-hmm. know, because you don't want it super complex because then then it's no fun to play. But so you want a simple concept that is balanced. It's not easy to do. I mean, Hoot was one of the people who really helped us a lot initially with these. With these it's and, funny how his mind works. Because mm-hmm. you meet him and you're like, nothing complicated is going to come out of that <laughs> mind. Except, you know, unless you feed him a lot of booze and then all of a sudden he becomes, you know, but Hawkins. He, he helped. Uh, it, he was great. Yeah, almost yeah, every one of really these good. scenarios was yeah. hoot based, and yeah. uh, you know he's not around now, so um, he's making chocolate. I know he is. Unbelievable. We got to get him back. Yeah, I, I know. What the scenarios. hell? It's just we have to open up a bottle of booze, mm. and he can smell it from miles away. He's like a shark. <laughs> oh if you open God. a bottle of rum, uh, especially the Kraken, he'll smell it from where he lives. <laughs> um, so only- I, I guess if you're going to try and submit something. Yeah, um, you better know what the what the scenarios are right now. Yep, um, and it would definitely help. Yeah, because you don't want to you don't want to submit the same, the same scenario. And I, if you can make it somewhat, it, it, I would also suggest that there's another way of playing scenarios, a fourth way, which is an unbalanced scenario where you have to really think about what you're doing, where you're where you might be an outnumbered defender. Uh, there's only a few of you, and you, and there's you know certain sort of parameters you have to meet. Historical based scenarios, you know, reenactments of certain battles, uh, especially with this these worlds and these factions. There's not. I mean, have you ever seen a single scenario that deals with a Taino or an Inuit combat in any game ever? Mm-hmm. No. So I think including some kind of historical or even geographic uh, sort of uh, underpinning for the scenario would be would be really cool. Like I always thought, what about a scenario out in um in, in some kind of geyser field where you know things, you know, uh Yosemite type of stuff where things can come out of the ground and explode. Yeah, I hadn't <laughs> thought about that from a volcano perspective yeah. too. And and also start uh, cordoning off part of the table as the lava flows. Yeah. You know, you start losing Yeah, I, I think area. impassable terrain is something we can even look at to make scenarios more interesting. Like imagine an Aztec city, you know, the way they had those laid out with the mm-hmm. canal ways and the paths between the canals, almost having the water be impassable, forcing troops to funnel through, you know, these smaller streets to get to their objectives would be interesting. And I, I actually think that if we I mean maybe it's too ambitious, but I, I think that if some of us in the group and and we would have to give it the caveat of like, look, we've only played this thing three or four times, but go at it. You know, mm-hmm. let us know what you think. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking about today because I, I did the final edits on the digital book finally, so it's done. It's it's good to go, and it's been sent off to the graphic designers. And I'm hoping that you know it sort of pops up uh, fairly soon within the next few days. But I was sitting there thinking about um, as as we're relaunching, quote unquote, in September. We should get into a habit of like once a month, let's just publish, even if it's you and I or the three of us, just putting together a scenario. Like we were just talking about the lava where the table gets smaller and, and it, you know, let's put that together, put it out there in October. And then just every month we put a new scenario. 
You know, I mean, what, it, you know what we really need now? Yeah. Halloween mission. That there you go. Yeah. I mean that's I mean it's that's that that would be um because the more scenarios we have, the better the tournaments are gonna be. Right? Because I think, you know, the one thing we we found out about the tournament was that the scenarios were so balanced that people really were, you know, nobody had to complain about the scenarios. We didn't talk the, about the we didn't talk about too much about the tournament at all, but we should definitely talk about that in this conversation. Had Since some, the three of us games. were there. Yeah, I had some great games. The first round against Barry, as you said, secondary objectives really mattered. That really kind of upped our points gain during the turns. Um, I believe I had uh, Head of the Snake, and he had a Line Breaker one, mm-hmm. so we were both able to get those off. I was able to get one of his captains killed right at the end. It was, it was a great game. Yeah, and Barry ended up winning the tournament. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, there were some... Really good games, and I, I the scenarios. You know, the scenarios are solid when everyone gets them, understands how the how to play them, but also understand the secondary objectives mm-hmm. and and keep those in mind. Uh, so that was that was good to see, and it's hard to write good scenarios. So I think if we just crank one out like every month, um, probably release it digitally, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, you know, just we'll, we'll post it this Friday. There's a new story posting on. Uh, on the website, we haven't posted anything because it's been you know summer and we've been working on just getting the models out there. That's really been our push for the past month mm. to really get the Incas and the Maya out so that people can start playing with four full factions instead of what we've been you know dealing with recently uh, until now, which is two. Now you can order Incas from Mythicos and get Incas starting next Monday, I think. Um, and the same thing with the Maya, you know, where um, so that's been the focus. But I think if we can now start. Really focusing on these scenarios, that'd be great. So how do they submit it? Let's say, here I am, I'm, I wrote the best scenario ever. How do they submit it to you? Uh, they should send it to chris at mythicostudios.com. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, what do you think? Because then you can pass it along to us. Uh, just make sure that you send us, you know, obviously your, your information and... and um, and uh, any thoughts and ideas that you have around kind of like this, the sort of set the scene for us for yeah. the scenarios. I don't know if you've noticed that we posted some new images on uh, Discord that are from the new the new book, uh, the one point two version of the book that has awesome photography that we just discussed before that Paul Sawyer went out and got of uh, of pretty much all the factions now, mm. um, and that those images really set the scene. Yeah. So oh, yeah. when you send us ideas you know set the scene for us tell us what you know what you envision the 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 reason for the scenario is maybe there's a little snippet on a battle that you think was fought there or whatever it is because we'll include if it's good we'll include it i I like that idea of looking into history and and kind of taking a historical battle minimizing it down to like a scenario for the war bands and then giving it that mythical twist i think that'd be a cool idea to do something like that i'd love to see that you know it's i think it's cool to involve this Involving the community and doing this kind of stuff reminds me of that nostalgia that you and I, you know, what we were discussing. What we were before. talking about, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it's, it's like when I remember, you know, when games, when you felt like you were still on this, like, I can paint just as well as a, as a heavy metal, you know, painter. back Way back when. I'm talking about, you know, when Golden Demons just started. You know, I mean, I entered Golden. There's a couple of guys here in the, in the group that have, I mean, I got a Golden Demon for a table with the club, you know, in Baltimore at one point, I think one of the guys was, uh, we, a few of us have been finalists. But you kind of felt like you could still hang in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can't hang, you could probably 
we some of us a lot of us can hang in with the painters now with the golden demons but not with the pros you know painting in the books you know where back then you could you could squeak out a model that looks just as good as a, as it does mm. in a book and none of it was retouched and none of it was like you know i heard you know since we've been writing games i've heard like some some like trade secrets you yeah. know like when they paint I, this devastated me but because uh, as a painter, this really bugged the crap out of me, and I'm not going to say which company does this. But they're always, they have so many models cranking out, and they only have a, a certain number of painters that they'll only paint the front of the model oh, yeah, yeah, that they're going to photograph. That, yeah. And I'm like, it's just, you know, I know it's, you have to do it, and you got to get the book done, you got to get, you know, you got to get mm-hmm. stuff done. But it just feels, it's all about the production. It's all about how jazzy and how cool it is. And it just feels like that kind of, I don't know, the gritty part of the hobby is, is you know, forgotten. When so. you pick up those old, like, again, 90s, early 2000s books, like, those were their personal armies that were in there. Yeah, you it was could great. Tell. Remember, remember reading Jervis, and, and they yeah. used to have the battle reports. Mm-hmm. It was like Paul Sawyer and Jervis mm-hmm, yeah. and Rick Priestley. I remember a Rick Priestley battle report. I think he was playing High Elves or something. It just felt like... And I'm not saying any of these young guys that are in, and because and good thing is there's women now that GW like promotes uh, playing the games, you know, especially for like Underworlds and that kind of stuff. It just doesn't feel like I know those people didn't write the game, you know. I know that they're just presenters of the game, and I get that. I respect that. Um, and I guess we also have all of these great fan-made content battle reports, and there's some good quality stuff. And those people are fans. You can tell. There's some really good bolt action battery ports. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some nice stuff. So anyway, so that's the idea here is to kind of involve the community in creating a lot of these scenarios. The next series of totally scenarios. Totally agree. Make it month. approachable. Yeah. I mean, you don't get more approachable than we are right now. I mean, we're out on the discords. We're out on the websites. I mean, we're talking to people. The reality is there's literally, what, 12 of us that, that are doing this? You know, um, this company is 12 people. It's not, you know, we're not... An enormous entity with with uh, and we're all in it, man. We're in it all the time. Mm-hmm. So uh, we we always invite people to get involved sure. and participate, mostly uh, because it's fun, it, right? It's fun. Isn't that doesn't that really what it what it comes down to? Is just it's fun to interact with people who are interested in the things that you're creating. And they're so damn smart. They and know some smart. stuff, and you can always learn from other people coming and talking to you about your game and just different perspectives. I love it. No, I agree. I mean, you know, we the the tournament was such a blast, and we went out and got all that Mexican food, which is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Because we're lucky. The Mythico Studios in Mawa has the Aztec restaurant next to it, literally almost like three stores down. And uh, it was great to hear people's ideas on the game and, and mm-hmm. what they you know what they love about it and what they want to change and that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, I encourage people to get involved and send us your ideas. And, and uh, like I said last time, there were people sending us three uh, D sculpts. Of figures they'd like to see in the game, you know. So I still hold the idea we should do some kind of giant monolithic god battles at some point. Why not? Big giant monsters. <laughs> we're you know we're we're planning um, on producing a limited number of all of the monstrosities in big, not like tabletop size, but like big rests and statues for people to you know just collector editions. We're only going to do like fifty of each monstrosity, but. It will be, you know, like the old garage kits, mm, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the you know, Horizon models, so the big ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, definitely. I think... Um, Probably do some really great airbrush work on those. Oh, yeah. yeah. Some texture work, all the weathering, all those weathering uh, powders and things you have. Yeah. And cool stuff like that. 
Yeah. No. So uh, okay. Well, good. So that's the scenario um, thing. I mean, I, I, from from our point of view, it's hard to describe the scenario play in full without getting into the secondary scenarios because they do. You have to kind of go through the sixteen secondaries, mm. and you have the six primaries. Secondaries, we could use more secondaries too. To be quite honest, yeah. There's a there's a a level of edit that we need to consider. Yeah, because we're doing um, for the Warband Selector book, which is what we're working on now, uh, which will include all eight Warbands, um, including the current four. There's really no updates to the current four Warbands. It's just mm-hmm. that they're going to be included in the book. We may change some, you know, we'll add some additional historical material, that kind of stuff. But not, not, you're not, we're not going to change any of the mechanics or stats or anything. I don't think there's... I, that's a good news, by the way. I don't mm-hmm. think anything in those war bands needs recosting or whatever. No, no. Um, so the 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 idea is, and I know some of the guys have been working on this, the idea is to create a scenario per, per war band. You know, so something that's based in the Andes for the Incas or the, you know, the Amazon for the Chachapoya, whatever mm-hmm. it is, you know. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's where your lava scenario comes in. You know, maybe some some kind of environment in the Americas that we can just work off. Maybe. Hmm. But what else? We're actually on an hour time here. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Very efficient. It's because Masucci talked about news <laughs> for most of the And his island. Right? No, but um, I, 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 working on the Incas, I got to tell you, I've been so stoked about. So I've been working on the Incas and bolt action. So, you know, we've got a bunch of British and some Americans that I picked up. Maybe, maybe that'll be my scenario, something with my island. Oh, that's yeah, a good yeah, idea. Right there. there you that's go. That's an idea for you. Masucci's <laughs> <Huh. laughs> <laughs> love island. Come, come rescue. <laughs> come, come, come get me. I'm lost. Uh uh, oh, Such. Yeah, I gotta get you to watch it before you can spew that <laughs> so you know exactly how bizarre it all sounds. Um, and I think, you know, if you send your scenarios, uh, join the Discord channel, send us comments you know, when you listen to the podcast, uh, whether you like us or not, just send us comments on uh, on what you'd like to see, what next, you know, what, you know, we have to start working on the bridge factions. We know what some mm-hmm. of those are. Um, is there a faction that you really, really want to see? Is there something that, that you just think you got to have? We know we have our secret, you know, model, special edition model that we're, that, that we'll have for Gen Con, Historicon, I mean. I got my tickets for Gen Con the other day. Did I tell you that? No. Yeah, just stir it up in the mail. You didn't respond to them and tell them to hold them for next year, did you? I guess not. Yeah. <laughs> Is what it is. There was a communication. There was. You guys you guys actually mentioned it too. And you're like, oh, you make sure you respond. And I'm like, yeah, I think I did. I'm like, no, I didn't. No. Um, but anyway, so that's anything else today? No, that, I think that's pretty good. It's pretty solid. Yeah, good news. Yeah, good I news. Mean, not, I mean, that it was good news. It's just that you did a good job with the news. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Try my best. Storm Tide's going to be coming soon. Oh, Saw some pictures yeah. of the Storm Tide. I'm still so confused on that, but me too. I have but no idea. Since what's you going. and I are playing each other, it's gonna be it's gonna be fine. Yeah, I have no idea what's happening. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll we'll discuss that in the news next time. Yeah, well, um, Masucci doesn't know anything about it, so he will. I bet you he does. He just hasn't told us yet. Do you? We'll get to it. You'll have to find out next time. Oh, uh, next time. teaser, <laughs> teaser. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, all right, people. Well, um, good catching up, and then uh, we'll see you guys in the. Uh, Two weeks. Yep.
by the time you got the music ready? No. Uh, God, give me a, a couple seconds. Uh, go go write scenarios. Yeah. Write scenarios and send it in to Chris at mythicostudios.com. <laughs>